Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 and a half of Disney Channel Original Newbies. I'm Joanna. And as usual, I am Sam. Today's episode, we are not going to discuss a movie, but we are going to talk about uh, the previous 10 movies that we've watched and we're going to rank them. So we're going to go in reverse order from the movie we liked the least. I'm not going to say we disliked, but liked the least to the movie we liked the most. And we're going to go back and forth. I'll go 10, 10, 9, 9. And we'll see what we agree upon and what we don't agree upon. Before we jump into that, I do want to say a couple things. First, thank you to all of our listeners who congratulated us on our recent nuptials. So... Thank you to our mothers. Thanks, Mom. Also, Sam and I did crack a couple brewskis before this episode. So, uh, yeah, just wanted the audience, wanted our moms to know that. (laughs) Hopefully we're not that much of lightweights that uh, the one beer each will do us in, but we'll see. Mine's 7%, so (laughs) you never know. By the end of this episode, I might be a little sloppy. That's fair. (laughs) All right, so before we start, do you think we're going to have the same movie at number 10 and at number one? Number 10, definitely. Okay. With There's no doubt in my mind that we have the same least favorite movie. It could be different. There's no doubt in my <laughs> mind that we have the same least favorite movie. Um, I think our number one could be different. Okay. I think our number one is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And I think our number 10 also is going to be different. Really? I have no evidence to base this upon. Oh, by the way, to the audience, we haven't discussed this whatsoever. It's been very secretive. We had one of the top accounting firms in the world make sure it was secretive. So there's going to be no Oscars 2019 issues this time. Why accounting firm? That's what they always have some accounting firm do the tallying of the votes for the Oscars and all that. Do oh, they? I yeah, it's usually. I didn't know uh, that. It's one of those top four accounting firms. I don't remember. Oh, I had no idea. Someone could yell at me for getting this wrong. But yeah, it's always one of the top four accounting firms. That's why it was so embarrassing when they got it wrong that one year. (laughs) But they just gave them the wrong ticket or whatever it was. That didn't have to do with the accountants. Was that 2019? No, it couldn't have been. 2018? Um, It was was La La Land, whatever year La La Land was. Right. Yeah. Right. Against Moonlight. Yeah. La La Land got up there and they were like uh bye it's the worst i've ever felt for ryan gosling you do feel pretty deeply for (laughs) ryan gosling all right so how do you want to start do you want to go first are we gonna rock paper scissors oh right right we're gonna rock paper scissors this is great for the audience so they'll know do you rock paper scissors shoot or do you go rock paper scissors says shoot um let's just rock paper scissors shoot okay one out of one no two out of three business all right you, Winner right, takes you gotta all. raise your hand so I can see it, okay? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Oh, I knew 100% I knew I was going rock before we started, and I knew you'd go scissors. That's incredible because I didn't even know I was gonna do scissors. Uh, my hands just did whatever they wanted so to do. So you have to have a mindset beforehand because when you say rock, paper, scissors, the last thing you say is scissors. So most people start with scissors. Is that real? No, I made that up right now. Okay. But that. <laughs> I'm assuming that's real. I just figured you were going to go with scissors. It it makes sense. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Sam won, so he's going to go first. Oh, right. We should have told them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam won. He's going to start off with his least favorite. So I 
put mine in three different kind of tiers. So this tier is genuinely bad movies. It's the lowest tier. And there's two movies in this tier for me. What is the lowest of the low? So my lowest is You Lucky Dog. That is also my lowest. (laughs) And you thought that we were going to have different... I thought it was possible. I thought it was possible. You seemed pretty confident. Sorry. Whatever. (laughs) So I chose this as my least favorite because the entire movie just felt completely pointless. And a lot of it, you had no idea what was going on because you couldn't hear what the dog was saying. I think that the entire movie, it was just one giant slapstick, a slapstick comedy because, you know, the... uh, the main characters acting like a dog the entire time and the villains are you know banging heads the entire time um but there wasn't enough plot to support that slapstick yeah and i think but i think going back like it just seemed pointless because why should we care whether or not he gets that money he wasn't entitled to it in the first place all he was doing was vaguely taking care of a dog and that was it exactly that's uh that would be the lack of plot and, like, the kids who were the worst are still more entitled to that money or the nephews or right, yeah, the, nephews, the and, nephews niece. and the niece. Yeah, yeah. They're way more entitled to the money despite of how much of assholes they are than this one guy who can sort of talk to dogs, who was lying, first of all, and was a scam artist. I don't think he was completely a scam artist. He because was at up one until time, that point. he could talk to dogs. Sure. But he was making money off of people bringing their dogs to him, and he was just sleeping and eating meatball sandwiches or whatever. Yeah, that is 100% <laughs> true. Um, did not like the movie. Couldn't think of a redeeming quality. And there were no, there's no stakes. Worst case scenario, he's just Well, there were a lot the of stakes, actually, for the dog. They did buy a lot of stakes. Yeah. I guess I'll take that back. There were too many stakes. They weren't high enough, though. <laughs> Very low stakes. If they were too high, the dog wouldn't be able to reach That's them, true. Sam. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. So oh, so we had to say number 10. So what was your number nine? Uh, number nine was Can of Worms. Also my number nine. All right. So why was it your number nine? Because it was gross and disgusting and not in a funny or good way. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a Nickelodeon slimed kind of gross. It was a I want to throw up in my mouth kind of gross. It was like watching a video in health class of a tube going through someone's intestines gross. Yeah, that's pretty gross. <laughs> um, I almost don't really want to talk about it more. It was fun at times. It was a little boring at times, but overall kept my attention. The first half was okay. Yeah, it's just when it got gross, that kind of overpowered the rest of the movie. Absolutely. The yeah. boom just blew it. Ugh, He's the worst. The boom. He is the worst. But yes, I agree. That was also my number nine movie. So I will go with my number eight movie. So this is a different tier. So I just had Can of Worms, You Lucky Dog, and Bad Movies. This one is in entertaining, but not great tier. Okay. I won't say how many there are, but this is the first one in it. And so for number eight, I had Under Wraps. I had Genius as number eight. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I had Under Wraps as eight because, I mean, it was entertaining at times, maybe because it was one of the older ones and maybe because we were watching it on YouTube and we couldn't really see what was going on at some points. But yeah, I would just, I don't know. I, I thought some parts were funny with the mummy. But overall, I feel like the stakes were just like 
it's like the opposite of you, Lucky Dog. The stakes were super, super high. Like they all could have died easily, very quickly on. And I don't know, just wasn't my style. Um, so I picked Genius as number eight because there were so many plot holes. I mean, for a made-for-TV movie, I'm willing to forgive plot holes. But this movie was basically one giant plot hole. So what was the biggest plot hole in your mind from Genius? The thing that immediately comes to mind is a 13-year-old going to college alone. Because basically everything else in the movie would have been avoided if he had parental supervision. But didn't you ever watch Doogie Hauser growing up? No. Do you know what Doogie Hauser is? Yeah. Okay. Kid, kid Doctor. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. yeah. I don't think his parents were at work every day. I don't know. I've watched it like twice, probably ever. You so you don't know that. Maybe his parents maybe I watched were the two episodes. Yeah, day. maybe I watched the two episodes. His parents were just in the cafeteria. I'm not saying that his parents had to go to no, class I'm, I'm with kidding, him, but he yeah. would at least go home to a parent who would be like, you know, you should have been home a while ago. Where where you been, champ? I'm, have you been at middle school, perhaps? <laughs> I'm almost positive there are some 13-year-olds going to college alone in the U.S. right now. Without a parent or guardian? Yeah, I would think so. Because they're probably going to some really good school if they're 13 years old and going to college already. So unless like their parents relocate or something, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I feel like that's what happens. A parent relocates. Oh, so like the school pays for, or I guess the parents could afford it, whatever, but... Well, I don't know the logistics of it, yeah. but I feel like a 13-year-old just can't go to college without some sort of guardian. You know what's wild that on a college campus, like my college had around 28,000 people, I think, eight or so thousand of them are 17-year-olds, and 17 is not that far off from 13, which isn't that far off from seven. So you basically have all these seven-year-olds around <laughs> campus. Yeah, yeah, seven-year-old to 13-year-old to 17-year-old. Very logical jump. <laughs> I think that's how it works. All right, anything else about Genius you want to go over right now? Uh, Nope, I think, uh, I think that's it. All right, so what was your number seven? Uh, so for number seven and number six, I went back and forth a few times. And I feel like I'm still going back and forth in my brain. So oh, wait, no. Did you do... Oh, you did eight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. I'm still going back and forth in my brain. So I'm just going to see what comes out of my mouth. So for number seven, I'm going to go with the 13th year. I also had that at number seven. Nice. Wow. So we've had three so far out of four at the same ranking. Get out of my brain, man. Although number six is going to be different for us. So it's too bad. You don't know that, though. I guess so. All right. So what was what, why did you have the 13th year at number seven? I didn't find it all that memorable. So I think while I was watching it, I was OK with it. But then it was like after we were done watching it, it never happened. Nothing really stuck with me. I relied on my notes heavily uh, for the discussion that we had. And really, right now, the only parts that really stand out to me are the parts that we talked about like uh going through the mom's closet and beet cake <laughs> so much beet cake 
just that, well, that's because you love that part the most yeah. if it was just the beet cake it'd be number one oh absolutely without a doubt yes still have not tried a beet cake re- recipe All but right. i did well, we'll actually try. We'll try. buy beets with the intention of making a beet cake you also grew beets yeah i grew a lot of beets in the garden yeah did not make uh, one cake out of them you know there are still some beets All right. not too late fingers crossed maybe this weekend <laughs> so i also had a number seven for pretty much the same reasons i think the scene's I think that's right, actually. The ones I remember the most are definitely the ones that we talked about on the podcast and discussed. And mainly, the stuff from the beginning was kind of a blur. Stuff by the by the end is sort of more in my head, like when you're starting to transition into a mermaid. Or merman, I'm sorry. Transition into a merman. The races that he went to, and then the, the dad trying to catch him and stuff like that. Oh, it was just... Uh, he was squints. His friend was squints. Now it's all coming back yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a sandlot, but in the water. Right. Yes. Um, but without so having this conversation, I never would have remembered yeah, any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there were some parts where I was like, I kind of wish this is over soon. But overall, I would say outside of like 10, 15 minutes, it was an entertaining movie. I liked it. In general, it was fine. But that's really how I felt about it. Not much to write about afterwards. Yeah. I think saying it was fine is the best way to sum it up. It right. was fun. Right. It's in yeah. my entertaining bracket, but we're, I guess, trio of movies and entertaining. So that was number seven. My number six was one you've already discussed was Genius. Okay. My under my under six. My number six was Under Wraps. Okay. So we had the same three there, just switched. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you also do tiers in your rankings or did you just top 10 so at first i went top 10 and then for a certain grouping i kind of bracketed them together okay um and then i realized that for certain groups i was having trouble ranking them for various reasons and those kind of without consciously doing it became my my bracket okay so what what was your did you have can of worms and you lucky dog by themselves um you lucky dog was by itself oh so you thought it was that much worse than yes. can of worms interesting yeah. wow um, there are parts of can of worms we both wanted to turn it off though yes that is true maybe just far and few in between versus the whole movie just being like what's what are we doing here i think i gave you lucky dog its own place because it's just there's nothing to that movie except for a dog and a guy rolling around on the ground. Was it not even supposed to be a Disney Channel original movie? I think we read that. It was like just made. And they're like, you know what? Let's throw it in. We, we have some time. Might as well. <laughs> We've got an hour and a half to kill. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, then Can of Worms and Genius were a bracket together. Wow. With, uh, okay. You know, obviously I thought Genius was better. Then Under Wraps, the 13th year. And then the yet to be announced five and four were all its own bracket and then three, two, one were a bracket. What I'm realizing right now is my bottom four movies I don't remember watching as a kid. So maybe oh, it's something to do with that. Because I definitely don't remember Yucky Dog, a can of worms, or under wraps. I may have seen 13th year. I had some vague memories, but the top six, I one hundred percent remember them watching them as a kid and what happened in those movies before so- we watched it again this time. So you don't have the nostalgia factor. Exactly. So number five, I feel like this is going to be pretty controversial. I'm nervous. I think someone's going to give us a one-star rating for this. So before you say this, 
I think the top five were all good movies. They were in my category called good movies. Looking looking at the list now, I could put six and seven, which were um, the 13th year and under wraps, respectively, in its own category and four and five in their own category, because I do think that four and five were significantly better than under wraps on the 13th year. Okay. But originally they were all in the same bracket. Fair. Understood. So my number five was Halloween Town. Okay. Halloween Town was not my number five. So you want to go through why you thought Halloween Town was terrible? I'm just kidding. I didn't say it was terrible. <laughs> Please, I don't want people, you know, chasing me down the street to beat me up. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky I'll, Bobby. I'll edit it out. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. We'll, we'll cut it. Uh, folks, he is crossing his fingers right now. Maybe. <laughs> You know, there's not a specific reason that I put it at number five as opposed to number four, number three. Um, It's just the feeling that I got. I think that movie has a lot to do with nostalgia. I think if you had watched as a kid, the same way that like people think of like Hocus Pocus for Halloween movies, like it was just a movie I probably just watched every Halloween because it was on Disney Channel in that season. And they did like the 30 days of whatever Halloween they would do. Right. I mean, I can see why people really like it because of, you know, Marnie's a pretty strong character. Um, She has her brothers and sisters support. Uh, You know, they go on a pretty wild adventure. The costumes are fun. The costumes are fun. The whole Um, like new universe kind of thing is pretty cool. Yeah. But it just, I don't know. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't my favorite. Okay. That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fair. Before we rewatch these movies, I definitely would not have had this movie this low down. I would have had it higher. Not Halloween Town, the one I'm about to say. Right. So number five, I had Brink. Wow. Yeah. And Brink was probably almost certainly in my top three of all Disney Channel original movies, thinking back to when I was a kid. So the fact that it's number five right now out of the top 10 we've watched so far is kind of wild and just shows how stacked the first 10 movies are. So since you know which movies are coming up, do you think that most of your favorite movies have been in the top 10 of all the Disney Channel movies that you've seen? I think if I had a guess, I would say five of my top 20, maybe in the first group. But there also was a time that, like, they're still doing Disney Channel original movies now, and I haven't watched Disney in 15 years, 10 years. So Really? Only 10 years? You were watching when you were 21? years. <laughs> Two and a Last half week. years? <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I'll have to check. There's definitely some that come to mind that I really liked that we haven't watched yet, obviously. But it might be just that I have to hear the name of it to kind of have it click. Be like, all right, I like that one, too. But Brink was definitely in my top. For sure. It had, I think, again, it had to do with the stakes. Like, the stakes didn't feel that high whatsoever. And it just felt like, as I grow older, I realized that when I'm reading, like, young adult fiction and watching movies for young adults and things like that, or more like teenagers, I just get frustrated when when teenagers do dumb things that could easily, easily be worked out with just one conversation with one person and it really gets me angry and i think that's what i felt about this movie although i still really really like it and i would certainly watch it again and again and again 
a side note to the listeners, when reading young adult fiction, it is so important to put yourself in the mindset of a teenager and imagine that you are experiencing these emotions uh, and these experiences for the first time. Just throwing it out there. I can't do it. It's not in my character to do. You'd make a terrible teen librarian. Good. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I just felt that Brink just could have talked to his friends like, hey, I need the money. Although he kind of did with the one girl later on that was his friend. But besides that, I mean. And she kind of put him down. Yeah, I mean, but he also lied to them before that point and she almost died. So I think that may have had to do with it. Like, just be upfront and like with his parents, too. It could have been a similar conversation. I don't know. The parents were less understanding, I guess, at first until the father really had to talk with him. But that's really my gripe with that movie. I think it had less to do with how teenagers would actually act and just more like lazy writing, I would say. Okay. I think that's a fair analysis. All right. So you had, so you said Halloween Town for number five? All right. So for my number four, I have Halloween Town. My number four was Smart House. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you have Brink higher than Smart House. Yeah, I do have Brink higher than Smart House. Very what are you going to do about it? So tell me about why you have Smart House in number four. Um, I thought it was very clever. Um, I could tell that uh, the director and the screenwriter, they really they did their work. A lot of research. Yeah, a lot of research on futuristic technology which they nailed yeah i mean other than the uh, banana orange smoothie maker and the floor cleaning and the floor cleaning although roombas maybe that's true who knows Ooh, wave of the future (laughs) um you know a lot of that stuff is happening uh so that was kind of cool to see i thought the acting was pretty good i thought it was a fun premise I thought the motivation of a lot of the characters was believable. And I thought they really thought out, you know, how kids would feel in various situations. Yes. And I, and I think it was less about it didn't have the same thing as in that it had in Brink with a kid could have had one easy conversation here was just this kid just went behind had a real good motivation for her because his mom wasn't there anymore went around his dad's back and which makes sense for a teenager nothing could have been resolved in one conversation because he had multiple conversations with his dad it was a new woman coming into the house two new women because this is smart house too with pat of course and you know i think it was a realistic portrayal of teenagers and how they feel and how he felt he had to be like the another kind of man of the house and yeah i uh i liked smart house a lot it was good yeah agreed smart house was good yeah these top five i'm telling you are good movies yeah although actually no more i think about it i think three four and five i'm gonna have as good movies and one and two are gonna be great movies Ooh. yeah i'm excited for your one and two now Mm. i bet you've seen them too So, I mean, we already discussed Halloween Town. I think a lot of it might have to be just watching it as a kid and thinking about that when thinking about Halloween, which is why I liked it a lot more. So my number three movie, which you just discussed, I had Smart House. And I had Brink. Okay, so we had the same three through five. Yes, and Brink and Smart House were very close. I think I picked Brink because it stood out to me more. Uh, meaning that I just remembered more of it. 
and you know we'd watched that one first so the fact that i remembered more of it when watching it way before smart house you know yeah it was your introduction to disney channel original movies no high school musical was my introduction it was your reintroduction to dcoms uh so before this high school musical was my absolute favorite disney channel second one have we discussed this I think I have, but I don't remember. Okay. Well, we'll get yeah. to it eventually. <laughs> yeah. In 10 years, we'll get to it. <laughs> I think I picked Brink for number three because I liked the friendship dynamic between Brink and his group. I like that they, you know, in a way, stood up to him, even though he was kind of their group leader and they were able to function on their own. They weren't completely dependent on Brink. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And it was also like a good portrayal of how teenagers hang out with each other and how they really interact with one another that some of these other movies didn't really do a great job of, I would say. Yeah. Also, I really like the stunts. I don't know. I just thought it was really <laughs> a cool lot of watching action. them stay. There's a lot of action yeah. in it. Yeah. So, brings a really fun movie. It is a fun movie. It made me happy. It's fun and like not that serious and pretty lighthearted. So it's a good movie to watch to have a good time. Yeah. It's like a good, uh, you know, fluffy popcorn sitting on the couch on a rainy day yes. movie. Yes. Yeah. Which is funny because like the sta- I thought the stakes in You Lucky Dog weren't high, but at the same time, it- they weren't that high in Brink, but it was more fun to watch. It was just a much more enjoyable experience and it wasn't boring. I feel like the stakes in Brink were higher f- from the perspective of the characters. Um, because you know they're trying to get into this professional skating magazine yes um and for brink himself he's trying to help his family out yeah i mean they had the calculator at the kitchen table i mean that's when you know it's serious yeah i mean he overheard his family talking so uh you know it's gonna be bad yeah i think the stakes in brink were higher than in you lucky dog yes i agree with you at that point so that was our three through five. So we have the top two that are the same. So now do you think we have the same number one? We might. Okay. We might. I think we might. The more I think about it, I think we have the same number one. All right. So number two. Do you want me to go or do you want to go? Uh, Did I start off number three? I don't even remember. I don't remember whatsoever. <laughs> You share your number two first, and I'll share my number one first. It'll be a really big surprise. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. All right. So number two, I had Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. That's what I had for my number two. Oh, so we had the same <gasps> top two also. Yeah. <laughs> same bottom two, same top two. And pretty close for the middle. Oh, yeah. I think everything at most. I think the only thing. It was, was just flip flat for most of them. Yeah. I think just under wraps and genius were two off and everything else was one away, I believe. Unless you would bring three. Yeah. Brinkley okay. So those, that was two off, too. But otherwise, pretty much the same. I mean, I guess it can't be that far off because there's there only, only 10, 10 movies. <laughs> <laughs> and two were terrible and two were really good. <laughs> so I was Xenon, your number two. So I had Xenon, my number two. It had less to do with Xenon. And more to do with Johnny Tsunami, I think. Which, and by the way, Johnny Tsunami is both our number one right now. Um, I think that Xenon was a very fun movie. Just right. I mean, saving the, <laughs> saving everyone's lives is a pretty good stakes in that one. I think that it was fun. It was, I mean, the outfits were outrageous. The witticisms, I would say, and the terminology and the slang that they used was pretty funny. 
I think there's very good acting in that movie. I mean, yes, the parents I, were. I agree. The parents were okay, but like she's a great actress. Obviously, Raven Simone's a great actress. So just very good acting. I mean, the the hairstyles were outrageous, and it just did a really good job. I thought. Yeah, I agree on all of those points. Um, it was a fun movie. Um, it was zoom nice. zoom zoom. Also, oh, I so catchy. Very catchy. You were uh, singing it in the shower the next day, I heard. Uh, I've been singing in the shower every day. <laughs> yeah, just a, a fun movie to watch. Um, again, ev- the screenwriter definitely did his work with uh, futuristic technology. Definitely. Uh, it was cool to imagine outer space living. And, well, their, their remote learning right now was... <laughs> A little, a little too, too close on, to home. Too on the news. <laughs> and also um, Chelsea Clinton being president. Yeah, which could still happen. You still got we don't years. know. Still we got don't know. Years for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just an overall fun movie. And again, it was a situation where for a lot of the issues, Xenon did try to get help. And she did try to go to the adults in her life. And for whatever reason, they said no. So then she genuinely felt like she had to take things in her own hands. Totally agree. Didn't mm-hmm. have to fall in the same trap of having teenagers doing dumb things just for the sake of progressing the plot. Yeah. Did no, a good no. job of actually having some issue for the teenagers. They tried to address it. It fell on deaf ears like the boy who cried wolf. And so they had to take it into her own hands. So it's a much different situation than other movies that do the same thing. Also, really cool portrayal of someone who has lived in space her whole life, making their way to Earth and experiencing all these different things yeah, for the first time. Yeah, it was time. great. Yeah. And the kids that she became friends with and stuff like that. It was overall a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was yeah. fun. I would watch it again. Me too. Maybe we should watch it again before Xenon uh, the sequel. Oh, maybe. Just to get reacquainted with all the yeah. characters. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen the second one. <gasps> Ooh, so. We're going to experience it together. It'll be very fun. Okay. So now number one on both of our lists, Johnny Tsunami. I was supposed to announce it. All right. I take it back. I no. forgot. What was number one? Uh, so number one on both of our lists, Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> I think I'm hearing double. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Four Johnny Tsunamis? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> so real briefly... I felt this was, I wouldn't say by far the best one. I think that this and Xenon were very close. I liked the backstory that you learned throughout the movie. I think there was a lot of emotion in this movie, which is different than the other ones. I mean, the other ones are like small issues that someone has to get over. I'm um, so sort of roadblock and they kind of work through it. Here, there was like legitimate, like he's moving to a different community altogether. He's facing, not, I wouldn't say racism specifically, but at least some classism that's going on. Um, and there's a very big, you know, like heavy topics to be discussed in a children's movie or I guess a young adults movie more than a children's movie. And I think they addressed them like very well and didn't put like kidney gloves on and say, oh, they have to beat this bad guy to do this. They actually had to get through these like some struggles and like work together as a community to really fit in. Um, and even his interactions with his grandfather were so great, just like the familial relationships there. It was different than most of these other movies. And it was a a legitimate movie. Like I would have in the theater that have been like, yeah, it's a real movie. It's not just a uh, 
not just a made for tv movie exactly yeah Yeah, not like a lifetime whatever movie so no i i agree i think it was really well done i think they touched on again so many issues that are not typically in children's or teen movies that are important and it's really nice to see different types of families represented different types of kids represented different types of living situations represented i thought pretty good acting and oh great this acting. was yeah this was one of the few movies that made me wonder about the secondary characters so not just you know johnny and his situation but also like i wonder how johnny's dad felt when he was growing up with johnny tsunami as his father and what was you know that situation like things like that and that was an interesting thing to think about you want to know like how xenon was growing up because of like her dad being the dean you want to know about his friend that he got the octopus kind (laughs) of yeah the octopus hat hat from you want to know about that you met you met that kid's father like and how many of these movies do you see any parents of any children Except for the main character. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, we never see the parents because they're boring. We don't want them mm-hmm. in this. We hear there's a lot of family relationships for Johnny. The, and the and, sec- and, and met, all yeah. of the characters. You had two other parents from different characters. Mm-hmm. So I think they did a really good job of that. And it was, it was still really fun. At no point was I bored when watching it, which is a good thing for these sets of movies. And yeah, it was just a, a great movie overall. And uh, again, really good stunts. Yes. Oh, of course. The grandfather skiing? Come on. Or skiing. Uh, snowboarding. Snowboarding. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sam, don't don't put that evil on him. <laughs> he is an urchin? Yes, he's an urchin to the core. <laughs> not a sky. Definitely not a sky. <laughs> All right. So we went through our top 10. One other thing we want to do is just go over a few other things that stood out to us. A few favorites and least favorites. Yeah. So the things we have are favorite moment in any of these movies, least favorite moment, favorite character, favorite bad guy or girl or thing. Villain. And favorite villain. That's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And who we think would be best friends from two of these movies or who we want to see as friends from two different movies. So do you want to start with favorite moment? Sure. So my favorite moment was the synchronized dancing in Smart House. It's funny because I thought (laughs) you were going to put that and I almost put that, but I didn't. That's very funny. I just sometimes I still think about it and I giggle because it was just, (laughs) just, (laughs) it's not so much that particular scene, but thinking of the backstory of these three boys. Oh my God. Like practicing this dance and getting together and saying, Hey guys, you want to practice some choreography today? <laughs> and for no reason. <laughs> no. Served nothing for the plot. I mean, they didn't even do the dance during the party. They no. just did it no, before, before the party to warm up. Yep, yep. Yeah. You, you, we were watching that. You definitely looked over at me like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, yeah, that was my favorite moment of all 10 movies. That's a good one. Well, mine's also music related. Ooh. And mine is the concert at the end of Xenon. That is a really good one. Where everyone comes together and celebrates not dying a horrible, fiery death. I think that is something worth celebrating. Yeah. With Raven going on stage, of course. Oh, and she then was so also pumped. ridiculous choreography of them yeah, dancing but, on stage. But that's expected of the oh, boy no, band. Of course. Yeah. There's also like a 45 year old man like playing the saxophone, <laughs> doing choreographer dance. And you're like, oh, all right. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. 
All right. What was your, I think we're going to have the same moment. I have a feeling we are going to have the fe- so least least favorite moment. The boom. Yep. The boom okay. chewing and yeah. All the food. Eating can, his entire meal. Oh God. Can we just leave it at that? Because it was Please. so disgusting. <laughs> Please. Well, I think we'll skip favorite character for now. Let's go favorite villain. My favorite villain was Jimmy from Brink. You think he was the, oh wait, is he the. I think he was. The agent, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He was clearly <laughs> exploiting these children, didn't get parental permission to pay these kids, was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay you $200 a week. And they're like, what, a $10 million company? And they were thrilled. The kids were thrilled about the $200. They didn't know any better. He's just exploiting children, and I don't like oh it. And he is God. most definitely a villain. I can't believe that's your favorite villain. Wait, so what made him your favorite? No, favorite Wait, meaning, like the worst. Yeah, like he was the worst uh, villain. Okay. So yeah. even more than the people who were like trying to kill children and other people, he was the worst. Yes, he was the absolute <laughs> that worst. That capitalist <laughs> is the worst of all time. How dare he? That's very funny. <laughs> when he said Jimmy, I was like, who's Jimmy? <laughs> That's why he just flies right under the radar. No <laughs> one realizes what he's doing, no, right. but I am on to okay, him. Okay, I'm glad you're on it. <laughs> so mine was Mr. Kubot from Under Wraps. I mean, he's no Jimmy, but please continue. I think mostly I think he was a pretty good villain because he threatened to kill a lot of children. It didn't have to do with them being children, though. It just had to do with them being his mummy. So if they were adults, he still would have wanted to kill them. Oh, for sure. But he had no qualms potentially killing children. Right. Four? Three children were there? I think three. And 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 an adult. And the adult, right. Well, the mummy's already dead. Who may as well have been a child. Yeah. That adult. Hit a lower awareness of society than all the children there. (laughs) So I thought he was like legitimately creepy in the beginning in the first scene when we like they drive up to the house and he's the neighbor. And he uh, releases the dog. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he was a great like generic villain. I thought he was pretty good in the movie too. Yeah, he was good. So he was definitely a good villain. But again, very villainous. Would have uh, killed anyone. Didn't have to do with them being children. Whereas Jimmy specifically exploited children. Who do you think would win in a fight between those two? Jimmy. Oh, Mr. Kubot. You think Kubot Mr. would have Kubot, it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy's not a not a physical villain. Did Kubat make it out? He did. I think so. Oh. I don't remember. Like the ceiling fell in. He didn't die. I don't think. You don't. I don't know. He faked his death, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Whatever. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go with favorite character or friends from different movies? I think friends from different movies would be funnier. So let's do favorite character. Um, my favorite character was Gabby. From Brink. Oh wow! You really—I actually remember you really liking Gabby. Yeah. So this she's makes all a lot girl of sense. power, feminism. She knows what she wants. She's gonna go get it. She's She'll, a Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, yeah. Go Gabby. I, what more is there to say? She's just awesome. She's—I uh, don't know. She's Gabby. Okay. And she's cool, and she'll—she speaks her mind. She does what she wants, and. Uh, she occasionally wears a dress. All right. So I will go. So moving on. I also had a female character as my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I had a better character, obviously. Uh, dis- I don't even know who you're going to say, but I already disagree. That's very disrespectful. And you're going to take it back in a second. 
It was Xenon. I still like Abby more, but go on. Go on. Xenon, who is also a very strong female lead. Mm -hmm. Lead. Not like Abby. Xenon was great. And the actress that played her was in two different movies, too. And in both movies. Well, she was like kind of the opposite in both movies, which is kind of funny, but... She was very annoying in Xenon and annoyed everyone around her, except for Raven and in Johnny Tsunami. She was in the top two movies for both of us. Yeah, she was. She was hmm. much quieter and stuck up, which is very funny. But she was great. And she was, I think she was pretty much in every single scene of Xenon. Yeah, she was. Um, in her character in Johnny Tsunami, I don't know if she was stuck up, but I think she was just timid. Yeah, and she uh, didn't know how to speak up for herself yet. That's fair. Mm-hmm. She's not. She didn't quite elevate to Xenon status. Yeah, she was. She movie. was willing to uh, to try something new and associate with the urchins. Yeah. Um. Just when they got in trouble for something really stupid, um, almost dying. Uh, yeah, almost dying, and then getting trouble for saving lives. <laughs> Whatever. Um. That's when she didn't. Really stick up for herself for her Fair. friends. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll say Xenon, my favorite character. But close second, obviously, was Johnny Tsunami. All right. And now we're to the last one. You depict two characters from different movies who you think would be good friends, or at least who you want to be friends. Who would you choose? Um, before I say that, I will say that I also had a least favorite character, and that was Van from Brink. The just- bad guy? The, uh, he, bully? the bully. Oh, yeah, okay. I just felt like he had no redeeming qualities. He was such a good bully, though. He was like such a generic, like '90s movie bully. With the same heck haircut. Oh, yeah, man, he that's was probably why he was my least favorite. And he's in Little Giants, also, which we haven't seen. I don't no, think. no, I haven't <laughs> seen it. Um, so yeah, just want to throw that out there. Um, but the characters that I think would be friends, or at least that you'd want to see as friends. Yes. Yeah. Um, are Johnny Tsunami and Xenon. I had the same one. It's not Johnny Tsunami, first of all. Johnny, Johnny Kapahala, Ka- yes. Lala. No, I mean Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> oh, you mean the grandfather? <laughs> and Xenon? No, Johnny Tsunami <laughs> and the mom in the third year. <laughs> he would eat yeah, her beet cake for sure. Revise my statement. Johnny Tsunami and the mom of the 13th year. Who wore it better? Final answer. Who wore it better? Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So, why would you put Johnny and Xenon together? Um, I think they're both very outgoing. Um, I think they're both up for a pretty good adventure. They both really care about their homes, uh, but they both, you know, can adapt and can also care about a new place. They care about their friends, and I think they would just get into some pretty entertaining shenanigans together. Okay. Yeah. I would watch that movie, like Johnny Tsunami in the future. And it's funny, they actually, that you said that, because they actually are friends and Johnny Tsunami. And Johnny Tsunami, Tsunami. yeah. (laughs) I hadn't thought about that when I originally picked it, but then as we were talking, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's why you can imagine those two sharing a screen together. All right, I had also had Johnny, but with Andy Brink Brinker. Okay, I feel like it's going to be very similar reasons, though. They would shred together. Yeah. 
They would do all this mm-hmm. action sports together. Johnny would become great at rollerblading. Brink would become great at not only surfing, which probably takes place a lot in California. It's actually surprising he wasn't a surfer because he looked like one. But he would also snowboard because he could go drive up a little bit north into the mountains in California. They were in California, right? Yeah. Yeah, they are in California. Drive up a little bit north. Mm-hmm. You could surf the same day you go snowboarding. I would work out perfectly. Yeah. I would, would watch that montage of oh, them, yeah. you know, shredding and doing all the tricks. The only issue is that neither of them could drive yet. So getting up to the mountains might be a little tough. But besides parents, that. Well, Johnny's parent. By the end, his dad was supportive. His mom would drive him. Yeah. His yeah. mom would drive them. I feel like Brink's mom would drive them. They would pay for And Johnny's more well off than Brink. So maybe his parents would pay the gas money. And you know what? At points during the movie, they're both taking public transportation. So That's they're true. fine. That's true. Yeah, they're and fine. They, I couldn't see them ever fighting. Ever. No, they're both so laid back. Absolutely. And they're so nice. They're so nice to everyone. And they both have experience dealing with bullies. Yes, very much so. And experience racing bullies. Yes. For territory. It's almost like the two movies are similar. What? Get out no, of here. They're two totally- <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Sam. Uh, all right. So that was the... Um, other five questions we had anything else you want to add before we leave off on our episode 10 and a half i'm just excited to see what the next 10 movies have to bring well i'm hopeful the next movie is good because i don't know what happens in it and i guess we'll take it from there all right what was the next movie something about under the bed i think don't look under the bed under the bed okay yeah maybe we'll watch it tomorrow all right well the next day who knows we got time yeah i guess so (laughs) so hopefully we'll have an episode out in the next week or two and um if you have any comments for us or want to criticize joanna for picking the wrong characters or putting movies in the wrong order you could always or praise me for being right as always you could reach us by email at dco newbies n-o-o-b-i-e-s at gmail.com again dco newbies at gmail.com to criticize Joanna or me, which would be weird about what we said here. And you can send us your rankings and we, uh, we look forward to going on to some more movies. You can also check us out on Instagram at Disney channel, original newbies. So that's at Disney channel, original newbies. And if you'll recall, in our last episode, we talked about the uh, really sweet sweatshirts that we have. Uh, so follow us on Instagram and you can see those sweatshirts. Which we're both wearing right now. Right now. And I am very warm. Are you? I'm comfortable. Oh, okay. So this is normal for us. Yeah, this is very normal. <laughs> All right. Uh, sweatshirts are not for sale. Sorry. Maybe one day. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So we'll leave it off there and we'll uh, catch you guys sometime soon. Au revoir. That's French, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of a catchphrase from one of the movies. Uh... Uh, Zetus Sapetus.